Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Bonjour, listeners of The Forecast with Harry Enten. It is I, Harry Enten, welcoming you back to another episode of this lovely affair that we call a podcast. Last week, we spoke about Mayor Pete and his gaining of momentum. This week, we're going to talk about fundraising, which again actually touches on the mayor from South Bend. He came in with $7 million of fundraising during the first quarter of 2019. That was well behind the leader of the pack, Bernie Sanders, who came in with a little over $18 million. Second was Kamala Harris, who came in with $12 million. Third place was Beto O'Rourke with a little over $9 million. We mentioned Mayor Pete with $7 million. And Andrew Yang came in just south of $2 million. None of the other candidates so far, at least as of this recording, have announced how much they fundraise. The $18-plus million that Sanders took in is quite impressive, even taking into account his prior success at fundraising and the fundraising list that he was able to build up during the 2016 campaign. Kamala Harris's $12 million hole was also pretty good, given the fact that she's never run a national campaign before. But I will say I would be a little disappointed if I was better O'Rourke in the $9.4 million he's raised since entering the race. Yes, it is the case that O'Rourke entered later than pretty much any of the other candidates who have so far entered the race. And yes, he did enter later than either Bernie Sanders or Kamala Harris. But, but, and I think this is key, O'Rourke set such a high standard for himself when he entered the race and announced that on day one he raised a little bit over $6 million, which was actually more than Bernie Sanders raised on day one at $5.9 million, or Kamala Harris's $1.5 million on day one. If you look at since day two, when you break it down by how much on average each of the candidates raised since that point, what you see is that Bernie Sanders raised a little bit over $300,000 on average per day, while Beto O'Rourke actually raised on average just under $200,000 per day. That brings him closer to Harris's total on the average per day since day two of a little bit north of 150000 So even though O'Rourke led the pack on day one, he was very much towards the center of the pack, at least when it comes to the top tier, on day two and later. Of course, I guess the big question for all of us is whether or not these fundraising figures actually mean anything. And I would argue that they do. I mean, if you go back through time, you do see that fundraising is correlated with future success, although it's certainly not perfect. There are plenty of people, say Phil Graham in the 1996 Republican primary, who raised a ton of money and simply put drowned in that primary. 
But on average, it is the case that most people who do well in fundraising do eventually find success in the primary. Remember, of course, in 2008, Barack Obama made a big statement in quarter one of the 2007 financial quarter when he pretty much came on par with Clinton, even though Clinton was well ahead in the polls, which was an indication that Obama was, in fact, a heavy hitter in that primary. That said, I'm not sure that any of these amounts are so far too impressive on the Democratic side. Yes, it is the case that they're relying mostly on small donors, but compare it to what Hillary Clinton did the quarter she entered the race back in the 2016 cycle. In her opening quarter, Clinton raised a little bit south of $47 million. A little bit south of $47 million also happens to be equal to the sum, I repeat, the sum of Buttigieg, O'Rourke, Sanders, and Harris. That is, the top four this time equaled the number one person last time. Of course, that's not too surprising if you look at the polls. Indeed, I would argue that the fundraising totals are actually fairly indicative of where the race is overall. What we see is a pretty tight pack, right? We see Joe Biden, who hasn't yet entered the race in the last Quinnipiac poll, he was at 29 percent. Then Sanders was at 19 percent. Then O'Rourke was at 12 percent. Then Harris was at 8 percent. And then Buttigieg was at 4 percent. That's a far closer race than what we saw when Hillary Clinton announced her fundraising total during the first quarter she was in the race back in 2015 when she was hovering near 60 percent. So overall, what we see is, yes, Bernie Sanders does seem to be out ahead of the pack, at least compared to the announced Democrats so far. But he is not what I would necessarily consider a favorite or really even much of a strong front runner. He is a front runner along with Joe Biden, but he's not anywhere near the strength that Hillary Clinton was back in 2015 at this particular point. So what's that mean? I guess it means stay tuned. We still got a lot of time till the votes are actually cast in Iowa nearly a year from now. And the polls and the fundraising are indicative of a race in which we do have some leaders and we certainly do have a top tier of candidates, but not one in which we have a runaway. Well, that's it, folks. I'm out of words. They literally keep me to a certain number of words per day and I've run out of them completely. In fact, now I'm over them. Oops, I guess I might be fired. Eh, probably not. Well, any event, folks, thanks for listening. This has been The Forecast with Harry Enton. We'll see you next time. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.